The Big Nerd Podcast. Explore your inner nerd. Some call it a hobby, but if you're really into something, let's face it, you're nerdy about it. Whether that's video games, statistics, old books or cars, it's all geek to host Ray Besock as he takes you into the minds of his guests and his own nerdy obsessions. Now your host, Ray Besock and the Big Nerd Podcast. <laughs> He's so nerdy. Okay, welcome back to the Big Nerd Podcast. It is me, the B-I-G-N-E-R-D, Ray Bisak, here in the Fortress of Nerditude once again, recording a live interview with Mike Torres, tattoo artist. Mike, how are you doing today? Pretty good, Ray. How are you? Good, good. Um, so, how did, you get for, how did you get interested in doing tattoos? I mean, was it something you started out with a very young age? or? Yeah, I was a, I was a child and fascinated with tattoos. And then when I was finally able to get one, I was uh, just hooked. <laughs> what age did you get your first tattoo? Actually, my parents signed for it when I was seventeen. Oh, <laughs> so it was. They were just like, "All right, like if you think you're ready, you know, we'll." What was your first tattoo? That's the most important thing here because the first one was always the most sentimental one, right? Yeah. Or so, sometimes I guess. Well, uh, you know, you know what I mean. So yeah, it's uh, just like this praying hands over here with some. Uh, words for my that my father used to say back in the day. Is it Latin or is it? Oh uh... uh, yeah, Spanish. Okay, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> same whatever. It's not yeah. the same. I know. I know. <laughs> but in a PC. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we can loosen up. <laughs> no, it's not old school Latin. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, do us whatever something. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so all right. So you got your first tattoo. We always ended. I mean, how long before you got your second one and before next thing you know, because I can see them all over you right now. It wasn't now, so. too long, man. I was pretty young when I got, I stopped counting at 30. So, so you don't know actually how many you have yeah, on you? No, absolutely. You just kind of lose count. Just like, you know, anything you, you have, you have an addiction to, you know, like <laughs> beer, pops, <laughs> whatever. Would you, would you say it's a, it's an addiction for you, these tat- tat- getting um, tattoos? Not really. Or? You can really stop whenever you want. Yeah, you know? okay. Like it, it is a different sensation and, you know, depending on you know, like the reasoning for the tattoo, and you can kind of you send a sentimental value, I guess you can say. Um, it's you know, whenever it's whenever you choose to, you know, decorate your body. Now, um, obviously, were you into uh, drawing when you were younger too? Is that yeah, what? I, I sketched a lot. I was into a lot of you know comic book art and tattoo art, which translates very well. And uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so. All right. Obviously, I don't think tattoo artist was something you thought you'd see yourself being as as a profession. No, if you would have told me, I would, "Hey, kid, you're going to be a tattoo artist when you're old," I would have been like, "Yeah, right." And how old are you now? I uh, just turned thirty last month. Oh, see, you're you're so young, Buck. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm when you're away from forty. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Six months actually. Six months away from forty. Shed a tear. I'm gonna shed a tear over here. But uh, so all right. Do you go to school at all for? Uh, uh, drawing or did you just no? I just kind of learned out of whenever I was in middle school and high school, and uh, I guess some of elementary school, you know, painted a little bit, but nothing that would have, you know, no, you no, told no me formal was, training, I guess, no. or uh, you know, no uh, uh, Travis Otek type, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 never, you know, no college. No. Oh, that's and I think uh, do is that a lot of people do that in your in your line of work also? Is it? Or yeah, do they, a lot of them are self taught. I mean, I know I have more friends that are self taught now that are, you know, 
then people go to apprenticeships and pay thousands of dollars and do you know do it that way you know most of it is free and it's just your experience your time and you know learning the ropes of what to do and cleanliness in the shop is like so meticulous that you have to really you know yeah we'll we'll get into um some of the the uh the reservations some people might have about getting a tattoo you know because you you hear a lot of things you know it's definitely come a long way from the 1950s or 40s or whatever oh so. yeah <laughs> definitely a long way but um yeah so what was your, what was your first do you remember your first tattoo you did on somebody how, how old were you when you did that and i was probably 20 years old when i put my first tattoo on someone and I was nervous as all get out. I, I mean, bet. <laughs> it was, there's something about putting an image on someone forever that's really, it's a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah, because if they uh, don't like it, they, uh, you know, this is their... Oh, yeah, uh, that's your head. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many times have, have people actually, like, come come to you and said, you know, like, when they looked at it, they're like, wow, this is not what I thought. Or, you know, I guess that, that can happen a lot of times. Though. It does It does happen, you know, like... Uh, I always try to, you know, fix whatever I do. I've had to cover up my own work a lot of times, which you also learn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, one little wrong stroke here or there, you know, is just because, like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a permanent canvas of sorts. So. Yeah, you're trying to mimic paper on the skin, which isn't really. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not as pliable it's as paper. Thing, yeah. You know? uh, just talk, talk about some of the challenges of being a tattoo artist. So, I mean, you know, you've got to, you know, just talk about. You know what 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 happens when people get upset about about your work? You know, and yeah, I mean, I really try to you know nip it in the butt, whatever way I can. You know, even if it's you know doing a cut on their rate or taking money off their tattoo, um, just whatever it really takes. And like I said, I've have to I've had to cover up my own mistakes before. <laughs> but I think every tattoo artist has probably had to do that. Correct. Yeah. So it's not just we're, Mike is not a bad tattoo artist, guys. So I don't want you. I want you to think that out there. He's he learned. He's a good tattoo artist. I'm just uh, you know. I, uh, but you live and you learn, like you said. Oh, yeah. I mean, even you know the the guys with professional tattoo studios in Las Vegas. You know, yeah. the the big names out there. And, you know, you see them on TV, and you know, uh, you know, I can't. And remember. you have to be particular. You know, yeah. like with. You know everything you you apply to the skin, and the most important part I think I think is the stencil that you put on someone. You know, kind of uh, guideline. You know, make sure everything's good, sizing is good, and just kind of nip everything in the bud. You know, you know, I have like a mental list of stuff yeah. that I can I mean, just go and just go through that. I mean, what I mean. All right, somebody say I come to you with a a, 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 a sketch or a, a drawing that mm-hmm. somebody did because I can't draw worth a crap. So <laughs> I've done stick figures too. Yeah, stick figures. See, there you go. See, stick figures are There's art. Like single line stuff, like here, you know, like all that stuff, you know, like Descendants logos and you know, yeah, anime he, characters. Some of them are single single line, you know. And yeah, we're looking at his uh, iPad right now with uh, uh, all some of the work he's done and everything. I wish I could. Uh, which was the video one, but it's not. Well, so. We can plug the Instagram too. So no, we will. We will. We'll definitely. We definitely will. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so take 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 me through. You know, like somebody comes in with a tattoo, um, the time frame of getting it done. You know, just take it. Take through the whole process. Somebody, somebody comes to your shop, a gaslight tattoo mm-hmm. in Lakeland, Florida. Here, so just um, a little plug. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> right. Just go ahead and uh, take me through the whole process. Well, they you know usually tell me what they want. Um, Depending on the design, you know, try to get all the aspects of it right. If it's lettering, then the right font. Um, 
spelling is such a big thing. <laughs> There's such so many things I do before I even set up for you, you know. Um, so you come in, um, we get a design together. While I get the design together, um, I get you started on some paperwork, just kind of liability. Um, the, get an ID checked and copied on the back of the paperwork. Yeah, how old do you have to be? 18? 18 in, in this state. Um, it varies state to state. I remember South Carolina, you had to be like 21 at one point to get tattooed. So imagine being 21 and having to bring a parent to or, come get a yeah, tattoo. 20 or, a or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, don't, you don't do piercings, though. You just do no, I do okay. not. You're probably um, like, thankful I don't do that. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about stabbing a hole and through people. That's you, you, you stuck them with needles, but you're not stabbing them with, with yeah. holes. And so. I like painting pretty pictures on yeah, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, all right, so you got you know, your liability. What, what's your liability uh, agreement like? What is it? Uh, um, 18 years of age, uh, not pregnant, no... Um, Blood uh, diseases, you know. Uh, and we try not to pierce or tattoo um, anemic people, some diabetic, but you, they can usually go with their doc, um, get a consult their doctor, mm-hmm. and kind of get a an idea if it's okay or not. Um, you know, make sure you don't have you know hepatitis, all the stuff. Just kind of keeping it, um, you know, clean and healthy. Clean, yeah, yeah. So if we everything should be, especially we deal with needles. And you and have to, yeah, and you have to keep you know the place, the temperature. It's almost like a doctor's office. You really gotta. Be meticulous about your stuff. All right, so um, looking at this, this, the whole thing here, like, how many times have you had like somebody cancel out of you because they were scared of you know they they came in with it, got the whole thing done, and then they get, you get in their chair, they get in your chair, they're on the table, and they're like, I can't do it. It's very few and far in between. You do get some people who, you know, they may check it out beforehand, but I'm usually pretty good about. You know, being nice and calm, and you know, making sure that they're all right if they're comfortable. You know, because I think the most the, the most reservations people have about a tattoo is the pain level of the needle. Uh, obviously, because you're getting you know your skin uh, drawn on basically with a with a needle. So yeah. uh, just to, several uh, like, sometimes. Well, yeah, several. <laughs> um, like what what since you have several, I mean, you're yeah. probably used to it. But how would you explain? What what the pain is like to somebody because you probably had to do that. Before. Yeah, you never you never really get used to it. It's kind of like drinking, <laughs> like you know, like your hangovers don't get better. I don't I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> but um, you know, just I try to compare it to. Um, I usually compare it to like a, a paper clip, like taking like a paper clip and kind of mm-hmm. like uh, scraping it against your skin with a little bit of pressure. Um, it's not anything out of this world. Obviously, uh, uh, body part to body part, it varies because, you know, not a lot of skin is as sensitive as another part of your skin and your body. I was about to ask, uh, what's the most sensitive part that, you, that um, to tattoo in your experience? You a lot. I mean, uh, a lot of sternum tattoos are in right now. They're popular and... People learn really quick that sternum is very hollow, <laughs> and it hurts <laughs> a lot, a lot of nerves, and yeah. you got a lot of organs under there, and you know you gotta, you don't just pay a price monetarily. You know you really gotta dedicate yourself if that's what you want. Um, sternum inside of your arm, ribs, uh, uh, hands, just pretty much anywhere that isn't you know like outside of your skin that doesn't see uh, that sees a little bit of sunlight. You know. Okay, yeah, because it probably toughens up a little bit more. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
looking at you know some of your work here, what's what's the the I guess the the smallest? Let's say let's let's say what's the smallest tattoo you've ever put on somebody? I mean, I've put dots on people's cuticles before. <laughs> for, for, I, what is that? I mean, what is that for? They just. I don't know. <laughs> they just do it. I wish no, I had a picture of it. So you that's interesting. I mean, it. you just put a dot there. I mean, a dot, yeah, they, some people just want dots on their fingers or, you know, uh, little little uh, minimal outlines. I'm not sure if I have anything here. But it's, it's, so, it's so few and far in between, man. You get all kinds of different uh, designs that you can, you know, some people want, you know, a big luchador mask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this stuff. Uh, and by the way, you can see all this on your Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, Cthulhu Tattoos. It's C T H U L H U T A T 2. That's his Instagram. And do you have a Twitter also, or are you just doing Instagram? Yeah, it's uh, Caramel Cthulhu. So it would be. All right, Actually, ca- I, should pull, I could pull it up. That's all right, Caramel. That's C A, like, like the. Yeah, like, like how you must spell yeah. Caramel and then just yeah. Cthulhu at the Cthulhu. end. If you know how to spell Cthulhu, you are a nerd, so. Yeah, that's my, that, that's yes. my whole Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, you name it. Have you, have you, put, have you ever put uh, Cthulhu on somebody? Yeah. Uh, there's one right there. So I know they're, they're actually <laughs> quite popular among, uh, actually, a lot of, like, role players, actually, and, uh, you know. The Lovecraft era, man. It yeah. Was, it, it was, it's very, it goes very strong, especially in the tattoo community. <laughs> um, so what's the biggest tattoo you've done on somebody? I mean... Oh, I've done whole torso pieces. Um, you know, taking over people's legs just slowly. Arms, you know, piece by piece, or just kind of knocking it out, you know, in a few sessions. So, like, Typical, if somebody gets, you know, gets their whole back done, say, so to speak, they want you to do their whole back with mm-hmm. a picture of Jesus or whatever. Whatever, yep. you're, whatever you're into, Buddha, you know, whatever. Uh, how long do you think that takes? I mean... Or how actually experience? How long does it take? Because it's not just going to be a five hour thing. It's going to no, be no. It's just hours upon hours. You know what I mean? You may have to go back to a certain spot, and you know, it may take a couple hours in a session. You know, probably about two to six hours, maybe more, depending on what your threshold is. Um, just in several sessions of that, I'd say you know, twenty four to forty eight hours. Yes, yeah, so, and, and this could go on for probably a week or so, probably too. You can stretch yeah. it out a little bit, or yeah. And if you like time everything, you know, like do a certain part, let it heal for a couple weeks, a few weeks, come back to it. Um, you, you add up a lot of time. So. Yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, think of getting a tattoo. It's like okay, you're 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 going to get right out of there, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. You actually have to take care of it like any. Like, like an any other wound. cut and scrape. Yep, like an open wound. Yeah. Absolutely. And what what do you what do you have to uh, you know tell them you know uh, you know do you rinse it with cold water and all that or whatever yep, hot and cold water. Um, you know you can do it in the shower. Um, I usually tell them to get a pump soap like uh, antibacterial soap. Um, you know, like a bar soap harbors a lot of bacteria, so mm-hmm. you don't want to like you know rub your new tattoo with stuff yeah. that's been out in the open. So a couple pumps of bar soap, lather up the area real nice, rinse with um, you know warm water, seal it with you know colder water when you go to rinse it off. And then as far as lotion, I usually tell people some kind of basic lotion, um, and then we carry stuff at the shop, some aftercare that we sell. Yeah, because I, I know uh, I, 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 you probably push that stuff, you know, because it yeah. helps a little bit. So. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if you get it right there in the store, you know, you got to feel better about getting it in the store than... You know, right, right in the shop, than instead of getting it at like Publix or whatever, because right. this is actually for 
You know? Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's stuff that tattooers make themselves, too. You know what I mean? They have their own formula. You know, I, I use an all-natural, you know, um, lubricant for tattoos for during and after. So so what do you think it is about tattoos that, that drives people to get them? I mean, is it just... I mean, because it's it's you know it's got it's got a long history. We don't have to get into you know the whole thing. Of it, yeah, but. oh, and it goes far back. You know, from sailors, you know, coming in through ports and stuff to you know people, you know, have their favorite comic book character and they mm-hmm. want it on them, or uh, you know, family members or just they like a certain image and they would like it. You know, they can kind of see it on their body, so then it's kind of our job to kind of. You know, stick it. <laughs> yeah, so stick the landing, so to speak. So, um, all right. So, at, you know, actually, tattoos are you know getting more and more popular. They've been very popular for a few, about probably a decade or so. Really, really popular. Yeah. But you see all these shows now on TV. You know, these uh, Ink Master and yeah. all this stuff. What is what's the logical like? Or what's the realist realistic point to that for you? Because you see this, you know, some of it's all TV drama and stuff, but mm-hmm. when you see these tattoos these guys are doing, you know, what do you, what do you think, you know, the realism behind some of these shows? I mean, because they are reality TV, quote Yeah, unquote. I mean, they're, they're scripted to an extent, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like any, anything else, they'd want you to be like, oh, well, you know, you have to play a certain character. Yeah. But as far as the work, I think the work, um, you know, goes a long way too, and they do judge, yeah. you know, actual, you know, client, you know, Canvases is what they call them, but uh, I think it's a market just like anything else. You know, it gets people interested, and people are always going to be fascinated with tattoos. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so you don't know how many tattoos you have, but do you know friends that actually count how many they have and how many? Like, what's what's the largest number for a friend that you think has? Man, it's it, it's a hazy area. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> It's, I've seen people be like, oh, I got, you know, 70-some-odd tattoos. I got, you know, 100, you know, some-odd tattoos. And some people just add on to what they have, so they consider it maybe one solid piece. Okay, all right. You know, so it's kind of, you know, however the person, you know, d- decided to decorate their body. As, and obviously, it's all personal choice. I mean, you can get, you know, people sometimes just get the simple mom tattoo and yep. with the heart or whatever and, uh, uh or you know, it just all depends on what you want and yep. personal preferences and uh, and all right. Get, it does get personal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, you probably have you ever had anybody break down and cry while getting one? Oh, I mean, yeah, not just from the pain times. or you know, but uh, you know, because people get um, stuff for deceased family members or you know a child or you know, and it's whether they lost them or have them or just to kind of mean if it means something to them, it's you really have a connection with that person, so it's. Uh, you see it, you know, it's not uncommon. So you have um, many repeat customers, I guess. So Yeah, I have my, yeah, my your clientele. <laughs> um, like, how many times do you think you see them every couple months or three it months? It might be every couple months. I, I tattoo a lot of students because we're, we're in between two pretty decent colleges. Um, so sometimes, you know, like they're, the younger crowd isn't in town because they're in school here and they go back home. So there's like a certain time a year that you see them more. And then, you know, you have your regular, you know, local. I have a lot of local clientele um, that I've had for years. Next year will be 10 years I've been doing this, so. Well, there you go. You're up about a decade here. So. Yeah, so, I mean, just, you know, just try to do a good job, stick a good tattoo, and they'll come <laughs> back, you know. 
As long as you keep them coming back, they'll be all right. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Um, all right, so something we I actually haven't been able to do recently, or actually at all, but uh, I, I don't. I know Mike from a a, a Facebook po- uh, group that we uh, we frequent a lot called uh, Hop Headed Stepchildren, and it's for a love of beer, basically. And Mike uh, is a uh, beer connoisseur, so to speak, amongst other things. Amongst other things, <laughs> but um, uh, so just talk about you know, obviously. The the beer craze now. I mean, you, you know, you you get on to you know, uh, you, you go out to Beer Revolution over here and yeah, um, Lakeland Beer Rev, Cobb and Penn, I think too. Mm-hmm. And Great just, places. Yeah, talk about uh, like what kind of beer do you like to drink? That because because this is this is where Mike gets nerdy in a lot of ways here because he's a beer nerd like me. Yeah, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> but, yeah, I, the curse I like, is the next day. <laughs> yeah, the curse is the next day for sure. Um, I I'm I've learned to like a lot of different styles. I've been getting a lot into uh, you know the IPA craze, which you know like nice fresh hops, you know is is a good it's good on the palate. Um, stouts, you know seasonal. Try to do those. What's the uh, most expensive beer you think you've had? Oh man, because there are so many out there. I mean, there, it, it it's it's such it's it's such a great area for for beer lovers too because you've got such, some great breweries down in tampa yeah and, and even orlando yeah they're pumping out a lot of stuff out of there too it's so what, what would you say is you think about what's the most expensive one you had i mean is it a draft or is it a bottle bottle for sure um depending on like because there's a lot of open market value same thing with again going back to comic books and pops you know some people in an open market value get um you know they get pricey. You know, like yeah, two five hundred dollars, thousand dollar bottles, that's, open market value. I would, I haven't paid that much personally. I have my cap. Yeah, bad. It's like twenty five, thirty bucks somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah, for you know, me, like a bottle twenty five, thirty bucks is is a nice beer. You know, there's a lot of love put into it, depending on the style and adjuncts that are in it. But I would say open market value for sure, two to five hundred bucks. That's the most expensive one you've ever had? Yeah. I don't think it's been anything over that unless it got priced in a... Was it a bottle chair or was it... Yeah, somebody somebody had brought it. And that's, that's, that's when you know you have true friends right there. Yeah, when they're willing <laughs> to share their good expensive beer with you frequently. <laughs> and we actually have a, a friend of ours that uh, actually works in a brewery up in um, Cincinnati, I think. Uh, yeah, Cleves, Ohio. I'm looking yeah. at him right here. Yeah, James, James Riley, shout out to you if you ever listen to this. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and he's... He actually started from basically the bottom and got he was a bartender server and just developed his palate enough to where he's actually developing beers now, which is awesome. Yeah, saying. yeah, definitely. You know, just just again being there and just you know having a taste and sampling stuff and you kind of like get a idea of characteristics and different blends to use. And he's really doing he's doing great. Yeah, I I never thought. I mean, you always think about uh, you know what wine worked best with this beef or this fish. Yeah. And now a lot of people are pairing beers with uh, fish or chicken or or beef or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's it's very interesting to, th- to see that. Or even like if you have a cheese platter, the ter- ter- pairing it with uh, cheeses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, different, yeah, different yeah. kind of candies and... Uh, it's, 
pastries, you name it. We could, we could go on and on about beer, trust me. And if, if we had a couple here, it might get funny. It might get even better. But yeah. <laughs> maybe we can, maybe we can uh, drink for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll have to see about that. This will be uh, the first uh, Drunken Nerd podcast, so to speak. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, uh, Mike, I appreciate you coming in, man. And uh, if uh, again, your, uh, your Instagram is Cthulhu a, Tattoo. Yeah, Cthulhu Tattoo. And that's C H U L H U T A T 2. And your Twitter is Caramel Cthulhu? Yeah. It's uh, a very interesting one, by the way. Yeah. If you want to, if you have any questions about tattooing, or whatever, I can get them over to Mike. It's, uh, just email uh, bignerdpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can see me on Twitter at, uh, at it's R squared. Uh, or at, at it's BSOC. I'm sorry, excuse me. I've changed my uh, name on there a few times, but it's at it's BSOC, I T S B E A S O C K. Not easy to uh, misspell, trust me. Actually, it is very easy to misspell, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, but, I did it once. <laughs> yeah, it, hap- it happens. Like I said, that, that's that's the one The one you did was the one I get like, Aah. My last name My last name always gets messed up. Probably, put, probably people put the Z on there Z, or something. Yep, the Z is always coming. Yep. But, uh, all right, uh, guys, that'll do it. I uh, appreciate Mike coming in, taking time out of his busy day. I know he's probably got people to stick. <laughs> uh, safely, might add. Yes. But, uh. All right, guys, that's it. And uh, remember, uh, nerd is not just a four-letter word. It's a lifestyle. Thanks. See you, nerds.